Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to Hello. the Triforce Hello. Podcast. Hello. Hello, traveler, and welcome. Bringing you the hottest news, hits, and stories that you love. Oh, yeah. Uh, right into your ears. That right sounded like it was computer-generated intro. With me today is Perian Flex. Hello. Nice. Uh, nice. And I love that guy. Sips. Hey, what's up? What's up? Sips. What's Sips. up? What up? What up? What's up? What up? What guys? we did, Joe? What's up? I just wanted to do. I just wanted to do something different. Yeah. I just wanted to mix it up. You know, we're over two hundred episodes. So God, I felt yeah. like it was time to just. I don't know. We're start trying to change the podcast at this point. It's like we we can we can do that. You know, we can. We can't uh, just be curmudgeons, though. We have to. We have to get with down with the kids and try something new and an experiment. Okay, I'm looking forward to being able to go to like a dinner party or something and not feel embarrassed when somebody asks me. What what's your greatest achievement? I say, oh, doing a podcast, you know, <laughs> right? The Triforce podcast. Yeah, yeah. Very specifically that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully one day. I don't, I don't day. think we can be down with the kids. Like I wouldn't even. I don't. I didn't even get the memes. Like I was having this discussion. Hesitate to even say it. Right. But you know that. Are you going to one... say something like easy clap or like Pepe? No, Pepe those, those or... aren't even the current memes. I would say. Oh right. Like, have you heard Bing chilling? Oh this yeah, is... I've heard right. of that one. Yeah. So is that something to do with Bing Crosby or is it like the search engine? <laughs> <laughs> that is a proper old man question. Bing, yeah. Well, he's he is actually fully chilling. Yeah. Good old he's Bing. Dead. Yeah. But you do know that the the origin is good old Bing. What's his name? The John Cena did an advert or something, and Bing Chilling means like ice cream or something in Chinese. So he was saying this. All um, right, and it's not actually chilling, like chilling out. It's just a Chinese word that kind of sounds like that. But it's right. the way he says it in the video is kind of weird. Either way, John Cena's a massive fucking sellout for China. He'll do whatever it takes right. uh, to get big in China. But and I hear Peacemaker is brilliant. The the TV series uh -huh. fits in with with um, is it James Gunn is, is directing it. Right, but he, the I, character I does die in the Suicide Squad movie, I believe. Um, uh, so I'm not quite sure. Maybe he didn't die. No, I don't think he dies. Does he? I thought he did. I thought Spoilers. something dropped on him. Does it start? Is it set before or after Suicide Squad? I don't know. Doesn't matter. These things. It doesn't matter. It absolutely. But obviously, matters. he's 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 supposed to be a piece of shit, right? Like a like a like the world's biggest douchebag. Do you know what I mean? But but that's the, the Punisher and all of these. Everyone loves an antihero. I love know, a douchebag, an, an asshole. Everyone loves a, a douchebag. A, Man, a bag who doesn't? Douche. Delicious. No, why not? Um, yes. Shall I? I've, I've got some interesting shit. First of all, I wanted to mention the conspiracy theory about Perian's doorbell. Have you seen this? What? There's a, um, wow. So now that's a conspiracy theory I'm interested this? in. Well, eagle-eyed listeners, um, this was about posted about three. They noticed that any time a tricky subject comes up, and we're just in the middle of getting into it, and you're just about to really put your foot in it, 
all of a sudden the doorbell goes. No, they didn't. Yeah. That's not what they're saying, is it? Yeah, that's exactly what they're well, saying. Okay, here's the post. Right, it's, from, it it's, it's from Newfangled Moose. Obviously, the Triforce lads expect us to believe that three times in less than 45 minutes is a believable amount of doorbell rings, but I'm not at all convinced. I don't even the have official a doorbell, line by the way. is, I get lots of parcels delivered, all the vague dad responsibilities angle, but Sips is a father and his doorbell Barely rings at all. Well, I don't have one. I don't actually have a doorbell. <laughs> all right, there you go. Somehow, Perfect. but there's no knocking on the door because right, the house on. is always a rocking. That's why. And the, the rule of thumb is don't come a knocking if that's the case. So <laughs> there's definitely more going on than meets the eye. I scrolled through a few pages of Google results and saw on a forum that there may be a pattern to the timestamps of doorbell incidents. It's either a mathematical code or a cipher based on the last word spoken at the exact moment the doorbell rings. <laughs> Ob obviously, this podcast can be downloaded anywhere in the world anonymously. I mean, the last word spoken is always, oh, hang on, my door. I got to get the door. So it's always door, right? It's been suggested that the doorbell may be the same as those weird radio stations that list random number numbers. Number stations, number stations. Yeah, yeah, to do with broadcasting coded intelligence to undercover operatives. Uh, other flax truthers I've spoken to... <laughs> <laughs> Just that line. Flex, flex truthers. <laughs> uh, insist that the doorbell references are designed to convince us that Pyrian is broadcasting from a regular, unremarkable residential address. <laughs> but the truth may be something very different. <laughs> God. Oh, man, I love that. I like well, the idea that you've got like a Russian bunker. All I can say is uh, I can neither confirm nor deny anything that has been stated uh, in that. Uh, so-called post. This reminds me of a story from this week, actually, because there the I don't know if you saw. We mentioned it last week that the New York Times had bought Wordle. Um, yeah, the New York Times hip and young and down with the Wordle. kids. Wordle, gosh, Wordle, at least a million bucks. Um, but the head of the MI6, the James Bond-style UK secret intelligence, yeah, of course, mm. yeah, has yeah. a Twitter account. Okay. It's called at Chief MI6. Right. His name's Richard Moore. Right. Um, more, and he, more comma dick, in other words. Richard Moore. Look him up. Yeah. Um, he's just public now. This is how secret government agencies. He's never you know, going to be a, a good spy again. Like everybody. Literally. Well, James has a Bond Twitter. literally introduced himself everywhere he went. He never used a alias. He's always like. Checking into a hotel. Yeah, it's me, James Bond. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Uh, oh, I see. The people who the needed to Richard, know who he was, Richard Moore, knew who he was, mm. right? That, and I that see. was his power play. But so he's in. Yeah. The everyday man didn't know who he was. They were just like, whatever. Maybe they must. Well, whatever they're doing, uh, good luck to him. Uh, so, so he's posted on Twitter saying, thinking of unfollowing those who post their Wordle results. Okay. Oh. Now, obviously. Wait, this is the um, guy who made the game. No, this is Richard Moore, the chief of MI6. Oh, chief of MI6, yeah. He's 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 got to unfollow people. Now, I thought first of all about this. Surely, you know that that goes against gathering information, right? You want to follow as many people as possible. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, get, true. To yeah. gather up all that data, right? We must have missed this one, sir. Any ideas why? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Unfollowed the account. He kept po posting Wordle, uh, so we, we actually lost our eyes on that one. <laughs> lost the optics. Uh. Do you reckon that's the thing? Like you can just be invisible by being incredibly boring or like tedious or annoying. You know, in a way that it stops your assigned agent from doing their job properly. You know, and listening in on you. 
Oh yes. There's always one poor like low level chump who has to come in like and do 24 hour surveillance, and he's like working around the clock and sleeping on a mattress in the room, you know. And he's but got these the guys aren't on. just going on a hunch though; they're just doing what they're told to do, right? So um, it's not really it's if you're boring them or not, it, you know. So it doesn't matter. Like the 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 orders are coming from up top. Somebody else is interested in you, but not interested enough for them to do the work themselves. You know, they delegate. They delegate oh, it down to like the, uh, the Saturday guy. So Richard could just do whatever he wants. Pretty much, but, yeah. Uh, interestingly, GCHQ, who, do you know who that is? Yeah. That, that is They're the, the guys who did the uh, Cambridge Papers leak or something like that. Wasn't that them? No, GCHQ are the UK's intelligence agency. Yeah, but didn't they? They did something. There was something, something, some leak. They've or done something, something or other for that sure. Were, yeah. There was a thing. Sure, there. I'm sure. I'm so apologise. They tweeted at the head of MI6. Yeah, uh, with a, a wordle troll. <laughs> no, <laughs> they did not. They tweeted they did. and did they follow it up with a STFU noob? They just, it's, yeah, exactly. It was S O R R Y um, in like the green wordle box, the grid. So yeah, there's just literally casual... I I was talking about this before, about how I hate the fact that every brand, Aldi and all this shit, are all fucking 19-year-old um, TikTok meme lords. Do you know what I mean? They've just hired this entire generation of kids to yeah. run their personalities online. Yeah. But GCHQ apparently have one as well. They just have some young social media... They've just, for some reason, decided to get in on this madness. Yeah. I just... I kind of respect it. Anyway... I just thought I'd share that with you because it's 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 stupid. That is pretty dumb, actually. Yeah, uh, but uh, but but it but funny and and dumb. And yeah, speaking of uh, social media and stuff, I saw this thing on um, on the news yesterday where apparently uh, Facebook were like threatening to pull their services out of Europe or something uh, over some row or something to do with like tax or something. I'm not sure. Oh, that'd be great. A lot of the the, the ministers that were at the talks were like, yeah, go for it. Actually, life would be a lot better without <laughs> your services. So I'm so glad. So they kind of, uh, yeah, they like, they called their bluff. Like, I th I think everybody <laughs> wants to get rid of all this shit. Yeah. There's no Just way looking for an excuse. pulling out of Europe. Of course That's not. Absolute madness. But I mean, it's such a lazy bluff as well yeah, to know. try and do stuff it's, like it's that. It's just right? funny. People hate it so much. You know, you really don't want to say stuff like that as well, because it's like saying, well, maybe we'll leave. Yeah. So like what like if you said to if you were having yeah, an argument leave then. you have yeah. an argument with your with your, your your partner and you say well maybe I should just leave and if they go that would be great you're like oh <laughs> no what I mean is you know just for a sec just just until we, we calm down apart. no no yeah it's a good idea you shouldn't come back it's like oh fuck like you you can't you can't put that out there unless you're willing yeah, to actually follow that's through a, with it. that's that's breakup chat that's I think that's how I've broken up with a couple of my girlfriends like moments of anger oh, have yeah. led to an early breakup at least when I was younger but yeah that's something you only do once I think it's one of those things that you learn anyway it's it, it's one of these things that co coffee shops and stuff do and things like it's oh Costa are gonna pull out of the UK or whatever else. or some I don't know Starbucks they 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 suggest that this is gonna be a thing that. That, that they do. And so maybe Facebook have taken a page out of their book. Mm. But the thing is, with Facebook, I, I I think the money that's spent, they probably have some numbers like, oh, $100 million of UK e economic funding comes from Facebook advertising or something like this. Do you know what I mean? There's some numbers that they think they can hold over our heads. But if if that if they just disappeared, that that money would still be spent just I don't know elsewhere in more healthy platforms, like on like I don't know buses mm. and signs. Mm. 
I'm just saying, you know, get rid of them. Let's get back into the real world. Let's stop being living in a digital thing. I watched that uh, line go up, by the way, P. Flex. Oh, what you Everyone's think? watched it. I loved it. I thought it was really interesting. I, I, I realised how little I knew, honestly, about this. I thought I was very educated. And now after watching a documentary, I feel very ignorant mm. um, about the whole world. And it just seems so ludicrous, the whole... The idea of a DAO, right? There's this... There's this this sort of Dow. I'm not even sure what Dow is even now, but it's like it's Dow kind of Jones. A, it's, no, it's like a, a DAO. It's like a leaderless community of Bitcoin Dow. enthusiasts. Oh, it's who, like um, yeah. Who, who who have been promising things like either. crypto land and an island <laughs> and buying the constitution. Do you know what I mean? They've done like so much dumb stuff now, but none of it's it's obviously inc- it's all like it's like shit Kickstarter failures. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, we're gonna make an MMO. But and then they they pump this coin and then obviously no, no, they don't have they could just say anything they want it's never going to get made like one of these DAOs has promised to put Bitcoin into mouse DNA. Fuck um, off! With Fuck a, off! I know with a with a with a genetic like virus. <laughs> So, just so please fuck like, off like mm, jesus add, christ i don't know even understand I'm to think what it, what was annoying me 10 years ago that was a similar kind of just bullshit this kind of thing just goes around and around there's always some fucking wank that people are into also eagle-eyed listeners may note that the doorbell just went let me tell you something mrs I f is working from it. home today good it's because i got the door closed mrs f is working from home today she was able to answer the door that's the fucking that's the conspiracy unless she's in on it as well oh uh, well the problem is because we I don't know. The best thing to do if you're confronted with a conspiracy is just to Deny? make it seem like it's a joke and trivial, right? Like, Oh, you think that I should take it very seriously then? No, oh. no. I think the way you're handling it just reinforces it to be more likely. Oh, know? I see. So don't if you mention were up, it. If you were upset by it and you took it really seriously, I think that then you this know, is all, it's clearly this not This is all thing. because of the Russian spy house that I thought was behind mine. People still reference the Russian. Yeah, I was thinking of that. Any news with the Russian spy house? We already solved that case, sad, sadly. It was not anything cool. It was just a very tragic case. But the house is still there, still looking absolutely shit. Um, so, by the way, it's Valentine's Day when we're oh, recording this podcast. Me. Luckily, I don't think me and Mrs. F give a shit about that. So that's all good. Carry we're, on. We, we, we got a little bit ahead on podcasts at Christmas, so this is going to be out of date when it comes out. But Build-A-Bear have launched a, a series of a series of horny groups versions adult versions for 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 single adults i guess oh what you fuck the bear are you serious i don't know if you fuck the bear as much as it's a cuddly friend you oh it's a cuddly friend okay (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it fucks you i I mean i look you can fuck anything if you try hard enough yeah this is true actually i've been trying really hard to fuck jennifer lawrence and she hasn't returned any of my calls so i'm gonna say no that's an untrue statement anything um, okay. Oh, right. You mean like inanimate? You've actually made calls though. Daily. Come on. Come on. Who, Jennifer, who are you just uh, it's my 10 a.m. phone call as usual. Jennifer oh, Lawrence. Oh man. Uh, I'm available this weekend. Man, Let me know. Man. LMK. Dude. Um, I might actually have a number. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No. I think I'd get arrested you, if I call her even one thing. time. Oh, hi, Jennifer. Uh, uh, I have a podcast. Hi, Jennifer. Just hangs up. <laughs> uh, I have a podcast. I wondered if you uh, uh, wanted to be up with me and 
and have sex and talk about the podcast. I have three kids and I wear shorts full time. Um, <laughs> other other cool things about me: I play lots of video games. Um, <laughs> other cool things about me. I love that. <laughs> I love oh, that. Man. That's like a box that you fill in on a dating site. Yeah, yeah. Other cool things about me. Oh. Um, Talking of other cool things about me, I, I don't know. You, you guys have ever played Dungeons and Dragons? No. Yeah. So there I, is a not, not a, seriously. No. I've I've, pl- I've I, played it casually. I've always I've played, played sort consistently of with a regular group. Jokey, right. jokey D and D. Okay. I yeah. mean, I know we've we've done some with the uh, when we've come down for Jingle Jam and stuff like that. We, you know, yeah, we've done like fun light RP with like kind of very chill. Right. You know, we ha- we haven't. I've not. I've never done like a campaign where you have to follow the rule book and everyone's super stressed about. You know, oh, did you roll a D eight or a D ten? Right, right, do you right, mean yeah, any of yeah. that? Well, some people take it very seriously. Obviously, some I lost my horse in a bog. <laughs> the bog right. horse, exactly. So there's sure. a subreddit called RPG Horror Stories, which right. is oh. just about nightmares that people have had in a D session with like a bad dm or bad players or something like that D- dm is dungeon master for those of you out there yeah. uh, who have a life um i i love dnd i wish i played well, it since lockdown i've done it online right. you know i know that the the, the ox guys have a regular sunday D and they've been doing it for years and years now of course um and there's they they change people in and out as as people's schedules conflict and and they have a good, they have a good time. But and I, but I think in lockdown, a lot of you can find D and D games that are hosted online. People post them. There's right. like certain resources. The There's probably Discord servers. So this is the thing: you can just join a game. So people will advertise the session, and they're looking for players. So they, they, this, this is what I never got into: playing with people I don't know and have never met, and just playing D and D with them isn't really my bag at all. Mm, like if, no. if I'm playing a game. A board game or a computer game. I generally want to play with people that I've at least met a little bit. Yeah. Not necessarily in real life, but at least online. I've hung out with, and they seem cool enough, and all the rest of it. Um. But to just advertise, oh, I'm looking for a a, a party to play some D and D with. Oh yeah, join our game. You don't know what you're getting into, and that's where no. this subreddit comes in because the, you're essentially going in blind into a game, and the DM might be a complete dickhead uh and that's what most of the stories are uh like this one guy um he's just built the most brutally realistic medieval shithole that he can (laughs) so like if you cast any magic they burn you at the stake everybody's covered in mud and shit all the time uh and it's it's like everybody's really horrible to each other and if you get in a fight there's a decent chance if you get any kind of crit it'll lead to a permanent injury like the loss of a hand or and then you you know your wound will get infected and so what I mean, there's realism, and then there's fun. And I think you have to try to combine... Star Wars isn't realistic, right? But it's fun because the rules within that world at least are consistent and make sense, you would hope. When they don't, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So it doesn't need to be realistic as long as it's consistent and at least semi-believable. I would say that's the truth of any fantasy. It needs to at least be semi-believable. So, you know... I don't hate the idea of a kind of that punishing universe if people know what they've got going in but i feel like you're suggesting this guy is some kind of noob grinder where he sort of takes people who think they're gonna have a nice light-hearted fantasy adventure and they get put dragged through the mud and have their hand cut off and the tortured or burnt (laughs) right i mean but but honestly if, if that's the setting that you're coming up with and the players don't know that going in. Um, why would you ever want to play one of those heroes? And they go out and they sort of defeat this 
bunch of goblins down a mine and as soon as they come out the lord is there demanding that he gets the money and that they've nicked it because it's on his land it's like all right yeah that, that may well be realistic but it just seems kind of brutal because the game isn't really set up for that i mean if you say to people i'm gonna run if you want i can run a, a brutally realistic setting it's gonna be absolutely horrific people will be like all right yeah and they play in it for a laugh and they know their characters are gonna die but if you're just playing with a bunch of strangers they're not expecting you to fucking bend them over and screw them in just to to please yourself oh, i'm such a good dm this is so realistic i've done my research into well, what life in medieval britain was like and they were covered in mud and shit all the time oh, fuck off I, yeah i think fun. that there's there's a balance there at the end of the day as a dm you are supposed to be giving your players an interesting or a good or rewarding or a fun experience right you aren't just there to to make them feel miserable you're not trying but to beat them that's the thing it's, not, the a problem, it's not a contest a lot of dms come up against though is people I think players tend to fall into a very kind of chaotic evil thing when they play D&D and that they don't they they just rob people and knock people out and take their stuff and they just seem to like never step back and look at the morality of what they're doing especially new players they tend to just you know trigger happily just casually murder anyone like GTA. that's like they play it like GTA them. sort of they kind of do they turn into like psychopaths like when you're playing GTA you just run people over when you, when I'm playing Fallout or whatever. I'm just shooting people I don't like for no reason. It's, you know, like, I I just turned it, and I think that I think that when you have a group of random people, I think that to stop them clowning around, you give them these power. The idea of giving them these big consequences to their actions feels like a good idea, right? But actually, it kind of doesn't work like that. You kind of have to give them enough education. You have to find the right people going in. I think, yeah, I think a pickup D&D game, certainly without proper briefing, just keep it sounds simple. grim. Like, I think what people want is a nice, sim simple setting and they can play some D&D and maybe have a decent plot, a decent dungeon or adventure or whatever. That's it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think one of the key things is players fuck around when they get bored. And I think, for the most part, if you have fairly obvious and cool thing that, that you should do, People will do that because they want to get to the fight and then the fun stuff and the treasure and all the rest of it and the puzzles. You're right. It is about so, boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you just have like, they're stuck in a fucking town and you're not giving them any help, you're not showing them away, no one's approaching them, offering them work, they're just fucking walking around this town. You're like, well, what the fuck? You know, I, sorry if I missed the subtle clue that you gave me in the opening ramble, but I, I'm bored now <laughs> and now I'm going to fuck around. Like, I think sometimes you have to understand to hold their hand a little bit rather than just say, you are in a town. What do you do? It's like, come on. You know, I don't want to know where the exits are, north, south, and west. To the east, there is a dark alley. Just give me some fucking direction and we can get on with the game. Because that's think, why Mo yeah. Dungeons and Dragons was designed for a literal dungeon. Like, there are directions. There are doors. There are walls. There are passages. There are caverns. As soon as it's open world, I think it's much harder because I've been playing, like I was saying to you, Dying Light 2 this week, right? And uh, it's open world in a way. Uh, it's quite walled off. There's bits you can't go to, and like when I play, when I think of my favorite open world game was The Witcher, Witcher Three. That kind of made sense. There were villages you rode between them, and there were certain things that you couldn't get to because the bridge was out or whatever, you know. But generally speaking, as you rode around, it kind of made sense. There were areas that were teeming with monsters, and there were areas where there were people. And although, like we've I've said before, there's no way I could live in a village knowing that. Literally ten yards in the, away in the river, there are killer wraiths of some kind or whatever. Whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm willing to go yeah, with it. Yeah. In fucking yeah. dying like two, there are people will chill out in the street with zombies in sight of them. 
and it's just like it's a bit scuffed. Because I know. We I were love parkouring that. around. It's a very video game thing that you could stand in a bizarre. village and that they could complain about this mystery monster that's plaguing them, and you could see you could the see monster. It. It's there, like it's hanging out by a tree, just idling <laughs> it's or whatever. Just so stupid. But so in this, yeah. like, there's a, the the people that you talk to are so useless and insane that you think, how have you survived this apocalypse for as long as you have? Like they're like, oh, I just wanted to get some more orange juice. It's like that's why you're stuck on this rooftop because you right. needed orange juice, and and there is literally unless you can really parkour very well, how the fuck do you even get up here? And they're just like I, they're a bunch of them sitting on a roof well. reading a book, and I'm like a second ago a zombie came out of that vent and tried to kill me, and you guys are just here having a fucking reading group. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. The world doesn't it's been make multiple any years. Sense. It's the same in like yeah, like Fallout and all these other games that have some sort of apocalypse setting. You find these people who've miraculously somehow survived you know 10 or 20 years right. in the, in the world and and they're just an idiot um and you're like dude i've been attacked by like a thousand monsters just coming to from the from from you know coming to see you yeah down how this did you river. get here like, <laughs> like i don't, I don't, still alive? Uh, I don't trust you to, to survive in just the normal world and you're surviving in this <laughs> apocalyptic world. How have you made it this far? And the, like this one woman says, have you seen my boys? I'm like, and the, you know, Aiden, your character's like, uh, tell me about them. She's like, well, they're like 16 and 13. They said they were just going out for a bit and that they'd be back. I'm like, you're telling me that you have let your children go out into the zombie apocalypse where, lest we forget, I died. And I'm like one of the best parkour guys in this city, judging by the fact I'm the only one fucking doing it. Never seen anybody else parkouring around. It's me and a couple of other key characters. And you let your 13-year-old go out <laughs> for a fucking walk in this? What is wrong with you? I wanted to say, fuck this quest. You know what? I'm going to save your kids and I'm going to save them from you as well. It's a double whammy. I'm going to ship them off to somewhere else. I tell you what the worst thing else. is going to be, though. You're going you're gonna to find this person who's somehow survived this apocalypse for 10 years. And then they're going to take a very small injury. And they're going to say, leave me. I'll sacrifice myself to save you. Oh and you're like, what? God. No, but we could just go together. Don't yeah. leave me. Look, I've got a med kit I'm, I'm right doomed. here. Don't worry, I've got a med kit. Look, like, there's the exit doors right here, dude. Let's just go together. No, leave me. I'll, I'll distract I'll them for them you. And of course, they distract you for they distract them from you for about five seconds, and then they find you anyway. I mean, this that, is didn't you notice that scene? Because this is this is at the very start of of Dying Light Two. Sorry, There's a guy who says, this "Take this key in every game. and get in the vent and run, and I'll bide some time." And of course, what does your character do? Stays there, peering through the vent like they're not going to see him, so you can see what <laughs> happened to him. It's like, and then they're like, "Hey, there he is!" You're like, "Yeah," because you can <laughs> fucking see his face through the vent, and they're like, "Oh, so, so, now I'm running." So, so your character does doesn't respect the fact that this guy's given his life yeah, for a start. He just wants to, but also, to this guy has no value for his own life. Right. You know, it feels like it's the opposite. If you're one of these hardcore guys who's managed to survive in the zombie apocalypse, you care about your own life. Yeah. You've been you've been or else you would have just given it up for the nearest fucking exactly. mother and baby that you've encountered on the way. Think about what they've you had know. to do to get this far. It would be like like a soldier fighting for the entire war. And then right near the end of the war, just standing up and going, do you know what, fuck it. I'll distract the sniper just by waving my arms and I'll wear this pink tutu and jump around in the field and you guys run for it. You're like, no, you wouldn't do that. You'd get one of the replacements no. to do it, surely. Hey, rookie, go run up the long <laughs> <laughs> fence. <laughs> Poor rookies, yeah, man. I don't think the rookie wants to do that either. Like, yeah, uh, but he's got no choice. Okay, Sarge. Well, I mean... you ain't send, they ain't sending the vets out. No veterans. That's how they survived, by not volunteering for the sniper distraction duty. That's, yeah. that's the key. Avoid that's the that. one you, you need to avoid at all costs.
So another thing you'll mm. notice in Dying Light 2 as you play it is that your character will fight the biggest zombies you've ever seen. Huge, terrifying zombies. There's this one that swings this huge club around. You're fighting him, like one-on-one, -on -one, dodging in and out, whack, whack, whack. But if the plot needs you to be knocked out, anyone can knock you out. Oh, I would say yes. fully fully 75% of the interactions that are cutscenes I've had so far involve someone punching me to the ground, some little fucking guy just punching me, and I'm like, ugh! I'm rolling around on the ground, clutching my chin, or I not, I'm knocked out so they can load the next scene. It's like, come on, dude, don't knock me out again. Like me, I'm playing with Munt, we're doing a co-op run through, and it's just, it's every cutscene you're getting KO'd. It's so fucking if, dumb. If IRL, I would say to Munt, like, if someone tries to knock me out, just shoot him. <laughs> just shoot, shoot him. him in the head. Well, and unfortunately... Then, when... If someone tries to knock you out, I'll shoot them in the head. <laughs> but, uh, we're just going to make a rule. We're gonna no pact. one's going to try and knock us out. No yeah. KO you know? rule. Yeah. I don't want to get stringed up in a fucking cage, naked, suddenly being dropped into lava. Fuck that shit. Just, just, just shoot, shoot the guys. Yeah, or shoot me. Don't let them do that. Even if it's a misunderstanding, they, they're better off not around. I don't like people who go around knocking people out. Agreed. It's just not cool. Let's put a stop just to it. don't do it. That's how you break people's skulls. It's bad, you know. A lot of people don't get up from that kind of shit. Do you get to um? Do you get to like fix up the city or anything like as you go? Like, can so you... I, I know I I immediately knew that would be the part of it that you would be interested in, and like any kind of building or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the, me too well. I do. It's kind of. You, do you remember um in Assassin's Creed you would sort of unlock things? I never played it. Okay. All right. Well, basically there are these towers and shit that you have to parkour up. Right. And you unlock them and some lads turn up and a part of the city is very slightly changed. And you can choose which of the two factions it goes to. All right, okay. Um, and it, it's, it doesn't really change much, to be no. honest with you. Like the open world stuff, is fairly it's nice to feel like you're influencing this world, though. That's what I'm looking for, man. I want a game. It doesn't feel like that. I want a game where like I really influence the world, and not just like story-wise. You know, like I want a game like kind of like Dying Light, but like when, as you're doing stuff, you're remedying the situation, right? Like you know, well, like you you can make it. You can make an area so that there's no zombies there. You know, like you no, like fortify up an area and make it safe again. You can see or, the impact. You can see yeah. the impact. Yeah. yeah, and like you, it's a payoff for working. What on. you want is basically a shopping mall, right? Yeah. That's infested with zombies. You clear out the zombies, yeah. and then you start sweeping. You start like getting you trash start, bags. You start reopening, like the you know, yeah, you get bed, bath, like, and is reopen, grand reopening. You start hiring security guards. You got to get colonels back up and running and stuff. Like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can sort of clear out areas in Project Zomboid, which I, yes. I was also playing. Yeah. And barricade things and yes. sort of make it zombie proof and everything. You you can do that, and the, of course the gradual buildup of zombie population makes it harder and harder and so on. Yeah. You can remove staircases. That's the thing that people do so that they can't get up, and you basically got a safe area yeah um so in in dying light 2 you're generally you're hopping between safe zones because you're infected everybody's infected they've, they've all got the disease yeah and the way you prevent turning is you get into some uv light and that stops mm, it right? right or you take you have like injection a, a uv right. mushroom or an inhaler and and that's it wow donald trump was essentially right in that you just need to get the light inside the body. Uh, you know, that's what the, he said about COVID. So it's kind of like that. An odd in concept uh, in a video game pitched at gamers who yeah, um, get some sunlight. Don't it's get like, much sunlight. Yeah. This game isn't fun. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's <laughs> this kind of like a that, nightmare but... to me. Not so much the zombie <laughs> part, but. It's going outdoors. Like you can go, so you go at nighttime and there are scarier zombies out there. Yeah. But you just have to hop in a UV light area and they can't get in. Right. So it's about running between those areas. And you can 
unlock more of those. But it's really just, you're really unlocking things to make your life easier. So you're unlocking bases where you can buy and sell stuff and rest. You're unlocking UV lamps that you can hop into and, and avoid chases. Because you get chased if you get spotted by certain zombies. You, there's a chase is on, they're coming out of the fucking woodwork. And you're parkouring over everything trying to get away. But you just get there and it's like, oh yeah, the chase ended. Because of course there's UV lights, so they all run away. And that, that's pretty much it. That's the cycle of the game, is doing the mini quests, waiting for um, nighttime to sneak into these dark areas that are teeming with zombies, like mini dungeons. Yeah. And you can either, you kill the zombies, you get the loot, you go out. And you're looking for these GRE containers that have like um, upgrades for your stamina and health and sure. skills and stuff. That's the loop. That's the gameplay loop. Is parkouring around, completing the mini quests. The in the loop. first game was really good, so I'm imagining it's still good in the second it, it's, game. It's it's basically the same. Yeah. It's a big part. Um, very yeah. similar moves and all that. I mean, you still get some points where you think, why the fuck did my guy not grab onto that? Yeah. But it's like you know, there there's it's still pretty scuffed, and we've fallen to our death quite a few times. Nice. Where we missed a jump, or yeah, you know, yeah, your yeah. route was bad, or whatever. So it's okay. I mean, it, it's a fun enough game. The combat is very much you just press against the zombies, you just press left attack, and you just swing your fucking sword around, and they all go flying. Um, against yeah, the, the humans, put, like, it's a this, bit difficult. They've put this whole like timed block system in for skill base so yeah. that you know you have to block at the exact moment they would hit you and then you get to do a jumping you can do flying kicks or yeah, yeah. Flying you can do all special kicks. Moves. Kicks so fun, this yeah. sort of sucks it sort of sucks though because i can't be asked with that timing a block shit like, it's very oh. generous in its timing it's because like, you're like uh, 39 years old or whatever now like you're when you were like 11 that was the coolest thing ever right timing a block <laughs> having reflexes Maybe. and stuff but now that you, now it? that you're old you're just like oh, it's really man. not it's not particular it's I not like witcher i found much harder the combat i find the combat in this is really just you just swing your sword and also this i'm never short of stuff like it's like uh i've got like so many health kits and, and uv lamp things and everything the game just did get a little harder because we're fighting level three and level four monsters but that's it right like it's really very similar yeah. um and you get like a, a stupid little fucking hang glider which is okay but it's kind of flying that around is obviously any game where there's flying there's going to be things you bump into where you get stuck yeah, or the game yeah. wasn't expecting you to go there and yeah. stuff like that right. so th there's all that kind of stuff so it it's okay but the actual setting i just thought was really just doesn't make sense like that they, if they've lasted the, if this was the initial outbreak the streets of team were zombies but i mean i can kill them on my own and they've got like 20 lads and they're all knocking me out. Yeah. Couldn't they just clear this out, barricade some shit up? I, I mean, what's the problem? Yeah, that's here? the game I want. Right. There's been no clear progress. Clear this shit out, barricade it up, and then you can see, you can look back and be like, "Holy crap! Yeah, I really cleaned this place up." There's yeah, no there's more been zombies. very little it's progress. It's been like 17 years since the outbreak, and they, they've just gone backwards. Yeah. Like they built these really shitty Mad Max kind of houses, but everybody in there is just drunk or insane. So you think. What the fuck have you guys been doing? Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. only the insane can survive. That's kind of the plot of, to some extent, World War Z. They actually start realizing that, oh, okay, that they can just kill these zombies with a crowbar to the head. Right. They start making these improvised melee weapons, and it's easy. And they just take back the land once they're once they're not panicking and kind of once they're organized, they just they can handle it. It just turns out that you need to use specific tools to <laughs> to regain. And obviously, every time there's there's um. The, the ice melts in the north. There's a new wave of zombies that comes down, kind of thing. But you know, at that point, it's just a just a, it's just a few leftovers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like a big deal anymore. I, I so I got um, that book thinking it was going to be really really cool. I was really looking forward to it. I, I found that the dialogue in it was just un totally unbelievable. 
Like, oh, it, I, well. I, I couldn't stand it. It's a shame because it should have been right up my street, but I, I couldn't get into it at all. It just felt really silly. If you want like an actual good book about an apocalypse, um, Cormac McCarthy's The Road is very good. <laughs> Don't read that. <laughs> oh my God. It is incredibly depressing. You know um, what? So there was a book I read a couple of years ago called um, This Is Going To Hurt. Which has just been made into a BBC. Yes, I uh, yeah, series. I was just going to uh, mention that I watched the first episode of it, and oh, uh, it's such a good show! It's really good. Yeah, really, really good. It's very, very. It's incredibly gory. Yes, uh, it like, is. Yeah. terrifyingly so. Yeah, uh, but um, it's uh, based on kind of like real accounts and stuff too. Oh yeah, right? so. but I mean, this is all his time as a doctor. Yeah. So the stories oh, that you so, read so, about okay. are like when he was a, an actual uh, obgine doctor. Um, and it was just like it's some of the stories are just unbelievable. But yeah. he was also he also worked in um, the emergency room in in A and E, and uh, some of the stories there are, are horrific. Like they stayed with me. I'm not going to repeat them. If you if you're squeamish, do not read that book. Yeah. Uh, if you're not, ugh. It's just horrific. It's just I just I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, that's there's a really certain, good there's book. certain TV shows and documentaries and things I've watched over the years which I just left me so scarred. uncomfortable, scarred. Yeah. Yeah, and that I guess, yeah, medical stuff I cannot, I cannot oh, do. Yeah, there's some. Um, the first episode there was a, a couple of uh, C sections that um, are are fairly, fairly gory, and it's just uh, you know, I've, yeah. I've witnessed the birth of at least three children in my time, and uh, I had to look away as well. Like it was just it's really, too much. I think when you realize just how how rough they are with everything. Yeah. Like you you assume they're all going to be super delicate and everything's going to be like You do, but, but they're I, just I, like, I, right, get in there. They've you know, done it so many it times out. and it is just it does just become kind of a job, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. once you've done but it a I, few I times, mean, the, Ricky, the actual physical strength that yeah. they're using, you, you kind lot, of don't some expect of it that, is, but it just becomes like muscle memory and stuff, yeah. right? Like you see these top consultants and stuff and it's just like it they they may as well just be from another planet like they're, they're Oh, it's amazing. Approached everything is just nuts, isn't it? But, but I yeah, mean, it's well, you're impressive. People who too. are properly trained, you know, who know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, good point. It is, yeah. It's um, it's, it's a it's a different world, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It changes you. I think GPs have that look in their eyes of someone who's like seen some shit day <laughs> yeah, after day. That's yeah. You um, can you can you can see that they've seen a couple of shits in their time for sure. I mean, you've oh. you've been to you've like if anyone that's ever been to A and E. Yeah, I always find it interesting to look around at the other people there and judge. Do you need to be here? Man, you know that... what I mean. Like that's the big one for me. Is I, I see people there and I know I can hear them presenting the, the to to the uh, the reception. What's wrong? He's like he's got he's got a runny nose and he's got a really nasty cough. And they've gone to A and E. I mean, every every healthcare service has that those those issues right. though. That... So do you think it? Do you not think that it stems from a? total absence of education about health like I, I think most people seem to have absolutely no idea of what constitutes something you go to see your gp about something you take care of yourself and something that requires immediate medical uh, attention I, I mean because no, no, there no. were I so mean, many people there we did two years of latin pflax instead of learning There's about some... i don't know our body <laughs> I just think it would be a, a nice course to yeah, just teach kids it would be here but... is here is some basics for you you know yeah but they don't that's much more useful than Latin. No offense, Latin lovers out there. Yeah. But fuck Latin. Like, if you want to learn Latin, if you need it for something, I'm sure you can learn it then. You don't need to learn it at 12. Mm. 
What would be useful is to teach kids, if you have a runny nose and a cough, it's probably a cold. For, you some of this stuff feels like it should be common sense, but you have to also take into account the fact that not everybody is, you know, like, uh, like you, you feel like it's something very straightforward and that, that you should have some common sense about or whatever. But there's, there's, there's people out there with like all sorts of um, additional problems on top of that. So mm. they may end up in A&E with like a, a runny nose or something. And from an outsider looking in, you just think, what the fuck are you doing wasting time or whatever? But they could just be plagued with like anxieties. They could have mental um, disorders and stuff. You know you know what I mean? Like it's, there, there's there's a lot of factors that go into all, all of this stuff. And, and most of the people in uh, the hospital or you'd hope are sort of trained to recognize some of this stuff and, and deal with it. Right. But like, mm. it doesn't always seem to be the case, I guess, somehow. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like I went to, I, w I went to A&E because I was like uh, in so much pain that I was throwing up and uh, like, I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm in the right place. But even then it was like, they, they kind of only check you for like two or three things that one of them being like, uh, if you've just had a heart attack or in the middle of having a heart attack, which I wasn't sort of thing. But then beyond some of those things, they're just like, okay, well, you're just going to have to like take some of these, these painkillers and then go see your doctor tomorrow. So that they can I guess it's it triage though, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's like, are they dying immediately? Yeah. No. Are they going to die in the next three hours? Maybe. Okay, we'll let them wait for an hour and see what happens, see if they feel better Yeah. Um, or not. I think a lot of people, uh, weirdly, the A&E sort of strategy, in, at least in my experience, seems to be if you if you if you're not if you could sit sit around in a waiting room for three hours, you can probably just go home. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, and you'll get bored. They'll get bored eventually and just go home <laughs> on their own. Yeah. Do you oh. know what I mean? When we won't have to see them. The likelihood um, that you're gonna have any sort of um, you know diagnosis on anything after a trip to A and E is 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 unlikely, right? If you're waiting around for three hours, I mean, if you're bleeding profusely or something is clearly broken or whatever, you know, like sure, but otherwise like you just kind of have to go and speak to your doctor that's gonna and go get through priority the over someone feeling sick yeah i guess yeah Whatever. it's a it's a weird one isn't it like um but it's I a think it, i think it's a system yeah. that's been around for a long time right and like most people don't have that much experience with those systems which is you know probably a well, good thing yeah, in most a lot people of cases. don't get yeah don't, don't break their arm very often exactly so like i i guess like when you go when you do go and you're sort of um you know, exposed to this system for like the first time or whatever, it's, it. you know, you, you probably come away from it thinking like, how the fuck does this work at all sort of thing? You know what I but mean? But the reality but like, is, is that they have been doing it for so long exactly, that this yeah. is the best that they, yeah. they've come up with. It's obviously an evolutionary process in sense. Yeah. Like they've, they've had to do this through thick and thin and through COVID and, and you know, through all sorts of other oh, challenges. Yeah. And this is the new, this is, the, it just, yeah, it, it wouldn't. If it didn't work, then obviously it would be a problem. Um, but it does seem to work. Ish. Anyway, God, yeah. good health to everyone. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> good, properly, health. good health. Um, <laughs> for your health. Yeah, yeah. for your health. For your, don't 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 for, get don't get sick. Come on, jeez. Before we carry on, you've heard me mention ExpressVPN before, and it is important to have a VPN to protect your online privacy. You should always use a VPN that you trust, and I do use ExpressVPN. I think it's great. They don't log your activity online, so like cheap Good. and free alternatives Good. will do that. 
they will make money by selling your data to advertisers and that's not what you want uh you want to be completely anonymous uh expressvpn is really fast it's global i've had no issues uh, streaming in hd or connecting to anyone across the world um sips you know, you want to make sure Nobody that you know, you're safe. Nobody knows about me watching Overwatch porn. Even I don't play Overwatch <laughs> anymore, but I still watch all the porn, so I don't want exactly. anyone to know <laughs> what well, I'm up, up to. Up until now, no one knew. <laughs> uh, so, uh, when, when, uh, when Bastion deploys his very long-barreled okay, gun. P-Flex. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's up? Do you want to mention anything that you're watching, or would you like to keep it safe? I would behind? like to keep it very secret, not just from from the internet, but from Mrs. F. Oh God, she oh. can never know. Okay, shh. She just said I can hear you from the next room. God help me. What are you doing in there? All I can hear is a lot of whinnying. Nothing. <laughs> I'm not watching horse porn. That's for sure. ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN provider by publishers like Business Insider. So, so you can you can switch if you're using a different one, or just use ExpressVPN. It, uh, it's it's great. You can install it on your smart TV, your iPad, your laptop. Works great. I recommend it. So you can protect yourself from snoopers with the VPN that we use and trust. You could use expressvpn.com/triforce today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Expressvpn.com/triforce. It's 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 recommended by us. There you go. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Visit expressvpn.com/triforce to learn more. On with the show. Oh. By the way, so it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, right? Mm -hmm. Which is 70 years yeah. on yeah. the throne. Just happened. Man, how lucky uh, do you got to be like, if you're Camilla, right? Like she just sort of waltzes in and, uh, and now is going to be like the, you know, potentially the queen. Like in in title, uh, when queen, Charles queen gets- Queen consort. Queen yeah. consort. But I mean, that's nuts though, right? You go from just like- not being that to being that, but and and not even really needing any sort of like uh like like a bloodline for it or whatever. Like you just fall in love with with Prince Charles and then <laughs> the rest is history. It seems kind well, of I mean, nuts that, though, no? It's the same for Prince Philip, right? I guess like, so. He, yeah. I mean, he's you know they they've all got pretty posh backgrounds, relatively yeah, yeah, speaking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's just how it goes. Like whoever they. They can't choose to marry no. their sister, you know. It's, yeah. Maybe they could back in the day, but they've got to marry someone that's relatively posh, I guess. Because how else are you going to meet? Uh, yes. I mean, Prince Charles so. ain't going to meet someone really down. He's not going to meet him like down like Tesco. You is inherit he? this title, and it's a big title or whatever. It Camilla doesn't met really Prince matter Charles how you do. in 1971. That's 50 years ago. Yeah. Well, she knew. She knew <laughs> I mean, what was coming, though. She knew. <laughs> this is Even a long con, man. It was the longest con ever. 50 years. Oh, I mean, yikes. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, wasn't, That's he was having an affair fun. with her um, whilst, oh, the whole time, I whilst think. married yeah, yeah. To, uh, to Diana as well. well I mean, that was, not yeah. a, that was not a good marriage, was it? So. No, it was not. No. By no, the way, like, I, I think uh, Her Majesty the Queen is probably on her way out. Uh, in all honesty, like I, well, I've read she's a few in her mid nineties. Like she's yeah. looking, she's looking frail and stuff. She like. she is really old. But more yeah. importantly, she's. I think she's getting shit in order. Like you wouldn't come out and say after all this time. I think Camilla should be known as Queen Consort, unless you're right. thinking ahead. Like I think she's thinking it ain't going to be long now. You think she's been grooming her for many years now? Just like Camilla. 
don't hold your fork like that. <laughs> There's no reason I'm telling you this. Just listen to me for your you own good. Hold your KFC drumstick with a napkin. You don't just, you don't just, and you bite Refrain it. You don't just put the whole thing in your mouth. With the oopy ball until after the chicken is consumed, please. <laughs> you must keep your Weetabix in a Tupperware container. It keeps it nice and dry. Remember, we do not watch television at the dining table. Put it <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's God. all done that. And now, she, now Camilla's finally had a dinner time where the Queen hasn't had to correct her on anything. She's like, yeah, well she done, passed. Camilla, you can be Queen Consort now. I can oh, die in peace now. Yes. <laughs> well, well, they do. It's very sad, but you know, they 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 do say that that when your partner dies, that can be a very big. Uh, effect oh, and that yeah. stress can often lead to absolutely. Um, I'd understand, problems. like if she was wanting to to sort of like scale back and stuff too. Like I, I think you get I into your nineties. That's yes. why you're... she couldn't just retire. Well, she could. I, do. I mean, look, it's she it's twenty twenty two. Like, what? What's why couldn't she just say, "I do you know what? I'm retiring as queen." Yeah, you know, you, I'll I've, tell you I've, why. I've done enough. I'll tell you why. Because she's still knocking about. Yeah. Like, no one's going to think that Charles is actually the king. You can't just fucking re retire. She'd have to abdicate. It would put a huge blow to her whole reign if she just goes, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like, she, well, like the, the whole point but, is she's ordained but, by but God 20, to be but queen. But she's done se 70 years yeah. on the throne. But that's obviously that's... God's plan, Lewis. Like, these are, you know, right. th there's a lot of history here. You can't be just saying, Do you know what, I'm done. I've done but my the pope, time. The Pope abdicated, didn't he? Yeah, but he was he useless, wasn't to. he? Like that was the point. Is he he wasn't getting on with yeah, it. Yeah, but he's right. chosen by God to do that job. So like I yeah. feel like it's not like it's not like working at Burger King where you're just like, oh fuck this job, I'm done. You know, like yeah. that's a pretty true. big that's responsibility. True. You can't but just I think, decide I think to as leave. the the head of a Catholic church that I I, I mean the head is the, the queen is the head of the Church of England, right? Fair yeah. enough. But let's be honest, all she really has to do day to day now is turn up at big events and sit there. Yeah. Like she she's not expected. I mean, she does the Queen's speech at Christmas and everything, but the Pope is actively doing Catholic Church stuff. Like solving, you know, Batman style. He's out there solving <laughs> Catholic Pope Church Mobile. stuff. Like he's got to sort this right. out. Pope Mobile and around. He's a lot like Batman anyway. I'm sure he lives in a cave somewhere. You well, put up a I'm signal just, to summon I, him. I don't just think like the Queen Batman. has any less crisis management role. I you think know, she her, does. her role is to be uh, at least, a, if not an advisor, at least a, a, a finger, somewhat someone to challenge the Prime Minister in private. She doesn't do that. Someone, no. And also, I, I mean, he, the Pope they don't have is expected any power to, Look, to make change. I'm not, but they a, can I'm not a fan of the Pope. Make them uneasy. I'm not saying. Their... I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Oh, the Pope is is awesome. I'm just saying that at least day to day there does seem to be. He's always in the fucking papers having a yap about someone doing a speech. Doing I don't know. I mean, I when you were talking, I was thinking, I can't believe this guy is a big Pope lover and he's so pro Pope. Um, <laughs> that's that was just my uh, take on it. Like because okay. he just seemed to be so anti Pope. You know, like if you love him so much, why don't you, why don't you marry him? Flax. I don't think well because uh, he hasn't got he's got a rule that specifically to... doesn't allow that to happen. Otherwise, yeah. we'd be getting hitched next week. But yeah. so I mean that's part of his job is doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, saying yay or nay to things, right? Like but, that's but, but, his but job. She doesn't have to do that. They're both dealing with these awful scandals, you know, yeah. Yeah. in terms of <laughs> like members of their family being creeps. Yeah, take advantage of their yeah. There's position. a lot of similarities between them, for sure. Yeah. But I think, he, and I'm sure he has it's both the more. same in that neither of them, both of them, have probably been raised to this position where they're expecting God to talk to them, and 
you know, he's mysteriously silent. I think at least I got that idea from the two popes that that was one of the things that the, the old pope couldn't sort of deal with. He was almost like, oh, where's this guidance that I was promised? Where's this, you know, I think there's this awful feeling of doubt. I think we must have learned over the, upon over the years that this, this it's not, the deal is he's not just going to phone you up on the telephone and just tell you exactly what needs to happen. He gives you signs, right? Like right. subtle signs. Sometimes, it's kind of like, like in your, in your yeah, in your Weetabix, they like yes. they spell out like your your you you your toast pops, and you can see Jesus's face on the on the toast or something. And it's like it's yeah. like a, a picture. It's like a word gay, and it's crossed out. Yeah, he's just a, <laughs> like he's the he's the ultimate troll, right? Like it's just all these little subtle pranks all the but time. But how do you know you got it right? Does he send a backup sign saying no? No, 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 you've got that the wrong way around. No, well, no. that's that. Also, you you see the sign and you get a feeling and that feeling feels so right. And so you must be doing the right thing. That's I'm, I think that's how it works. Right. Where do you feel this feeling? Is this deep in your balls? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But because they don't really have anyone to answer to. I mean, if you're the Pope, you're only answering to God and... It's well, like it's like having a boss that's on permanent vacation that just occasionally sends you a really really cryptic text every once uh, in a while. Or, I mean, yeah, every time you so try to get just, in touch, you're constantly reading between the lines. It's just all out of office notifications. Best. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the same one over and over. So I get um, the impression that the the Queen has sort of dedicated her life really to the to people of of Britain and it's and the Commonwealth and yeah, all of the other a, people. Yeah, she's she's a servant. Uh, she and is, she, and she and signs I think off as such. she's always been very much that. That's that's, the, that's her idea is to be there for people, and it's to yeah. be this good figurehead and to be responsible and to to care. My right? mum fucking and loves I, the queen. Yeah, and I think the queen has, has it feels like she's taken that role very seriously and done devoted her life to it in a in a way that's been Look, done very she's been, well. She's been a good queen, I reckon. She's been well, incredibly think, honestly, respectable. It could have been a lot worse. I think I think to have somebody reign for so long, um, and in this case, this particular person, I think has been a pretty pretty I think good it's, stroke. It's very of luck. hard to say anything bad about the Queen, honestly. And Isn't it I seditious? Think that- to say anything you, bad about the queen, I don't well, know. is that still a law? Oh, maybe, but but in in any case, I think that maybe she thinks that you know remaining queen is important because she then is protecting I don't know us from Charles or Charles from us or whatever you know she's protect like it's better it's maybe in some way she thinks it's best to just stay on as long as she can and maximize you know like take the maximum amount of burden a little bit like how Jesus. Uh, carried all of his sins on his back for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> all of our sins, sorry. A, and he was like, give me more sins. He was like going like, go, 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 get yourself wasted and get me all the sins you can. I'll take them. Yeah. Um, He's like know, a glutton for, for, for sins, yeah. He loved that. He man. just loved the like sins. He was like sucking up all of our sins. <laughs> like like sucking them down like Coca-Cola. Yeah. I yeah. drink your sins. <laughs> 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 No, I honestly uh, like whether whether you like the the monarchy or or not or whatever. I mean, there's not there's not a, a terrible amount we can do about it. It's there. Uh, it it exists and is uh, is currently sort of like holds um, some some power over over things or whatever. And I think I think honestly, the queen could be a lot worse, and she's probably been okay. A lot of Americans yeah. come here to see all the queen shit. 
Like, well, a lot of uh, not even just Americans, just lots of it's a big it's a it's a big um, tourist. It's a thing, very fairy it? tale thing as well. Yeah. Like every time they bring out a new sort of Sleeping Beauty and yeah. um, a new um, Snow White or Princess thing of Beauty and the Beast, any of these things, it's all very regal, very queen and prince and kingly. Yeah. Very, it's very unusual and very dreamlike almost in its in its kind of extravagance and. Anyway, um, I noticed there was an article um, where the, the, they made like 10,000 anniversary teacups and mugs and plates. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Oh, I, love I, I love the tat that comes off the back of these they things. They misspelled right? Jubilee. Uh, as J U B B L Y, i.e., Jubbly. J U B A L E E. The Platinum Jubbly. <laughs> so they've got all these really fancy. I want that. Like, I want one of those. That, that sounds yeah. much better than just regular Jubilee mug for sure. I bought, I uh, bought, uh, we went to, um, we went to, uh, Windsor and Windsor, Windsor Castle, um, because we were staying in like, a in like a, a cottage like close by or whatever uh this is a couple of years ago uh, this was before the royal uh wedding of harry and megan and uh in in the town they had like all of these like gift shops and they were just filled to the brim with like you know royal royal stuff or whatever they even had like uh, prince andrew plates and stuff and um so like for as a joke i bought a um you know those things that you put your tea bags on? I can't remember what they're called. They're they're, they're just like a little dish, you know, like it's a salsa. Like, yeah, like a little tiny saucer. And then like when you when you make tea and you take the tea bag out, you just put them on there, right? It's like a I little don't think they have a name. Tea bag holders. <laughs> um, and uh, so I bought I, exactly I bought one that's mean. shaped like a kettle. And it has a picture of Harry and Meghan on it, <laughs> but it's uh, it's funny because over okay. time it just looks like they're covered in diarrhea because of the tea staining. Like, oh it's my been god! Going oh and going and going. They, they look like uh, like a couple out of like Oliver Twist or something. Like filthy, <laughs> filthy seventeen hundreds London. They're just like covered in dirt, like a bunch of chimney sweeps. It's pretty like funny. like that DM's fucking miserable, muddy, shitty campaign. That's yeah, how yeah. kings and queens look back then. They were covered in shit. <laughs> um so yeah it's a good yeah it's, i was thinking funny. about i like teeth, all the royal teeth brushing yeah. like teeth brushing back then like henry the eighth and all that did he brush his teeth did they have teeth brushing answer me please i have no idea i think they, they probably they probably cleaned um their mouths with like uh like probably some like like herb herbal concoction you know like with some peppermint or something because like like toothpaste as we know it and like the the way that it's like you know f tastes fresh and minty and stuff like that all that shit was like uh like a huge luxury back then right like yeah you, you didn't just have access to like minty freshness like you had to be but wouldn't that mean most people's teeth just rotted out of their head yeah by the time they were like 18 they would have had yes no teeth. but like life expectancy you pretty much were dead when you were 20 back then so <laughs> it, it's it's the same as now when your teeth are like you know rotting and missing when you're in your 90s or whatever and then most people just like if they live that long sort of pass away in their 90s it's all relative right it's the same you didn't have any any proper dental care back then and you only lived until you were like 15 it, like it it, it it it's the same thing pretty much apparently much the, the ancient egyptians had a tooth powder yeah which consisted of powdered ashes of ox hooves myrrh fucking myrrh getting everywhere again yeah yeah powdered and burnt eggshells and pumice yeah. And they'd rub that on their teeth 
And then the Greeks and the Romans improved it by adding some things like crushed bones and crushed oyster shells. Yeah, of course they did. Uh, and in the 9th century, Iraqi musician and fashion designer, Zuryab, sounds very ahead of his time, sounds like he could uh -huh. be on Instagram, which he, he popularized another kind of toothpaste. Um, the exact ingredients are unknown, but it was both functional and pleasant to the taste. So I guess this would have been, people would have known. Fucking hell, Pete, this is, the, this is like modern day. I think I used that. <laughs> Crushed oyster shells and ash. So yeah, 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 I saw the advert on on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's yeah. natural. They call it um, hashtag blessed uh, by Zerg. Hashtag what's it? T tooth dirt. Yeah, or whatever. Organic black organic tooth. I thought you were gonna say called? like uh, Billy uh, Aquafresh <laughs> invented the first toothpaste back in. Like, it's like the guy who invented the toilet. What was his name? Like, John Crapper or something yeah, like that. Yeah, What was yeah. it? William, William Crapper. Some William kind of Crapper. Crapper, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Just Big sitting on Bill the Crapper. Crapper. <laughs> Big Bill Crapper, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good name. I don't, uh, yeah, I think he... I, he's a little bit like Dyson, though. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he actually invented the... The, the the thing it just became synonymous with he it. just made it I mean? better he he yeah he, he just, just like, made a, a good one he made a good one yeah it's just really satisfying to take a crapper i guess and then well, isn't like, it just... oh, I'm, I'm sorry guys oh I'm so he founded a company much. a sanitary equipment company his notability with regard to toilets has often been overstated uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He held well, nine patents, just... including the floating ball cock. This guy had it all going. The word ball cock is a great word. Ball cock. Yeah, the floating ball cock. And his name was Crapper. I mean, yeah. he was all over it. I wonder if he had a sense of humor about it. All right, guys. We're okay. That's enough. Get Crapper's ball cock in here. We need to get this. <laughs> <laughs> we need it up and running ASAP. No sniggering. Crapper, come in here. <laughs> no sniggering when Mr. Crapper gets here with his ball cock. <laughs> Yeah, this is called the penis flush. Uh, it goes next to the ball cock. Nice. Uh, and yeah, yeah, just come all these stupid names and then take them very seriously. And the water seriously. comes out of the, the butthole. The piss yeah. pipe in the uh, in the toilet. <laughs> Down the piss pipe. My name is uh, is Jimmy Fallis, and I am here to patent my new <laughs> fandangled cock washer. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a washing machine for your cock. Um, where where do I need to sign on the dotted line? <laughs> like, it's all these people from history with these crazy names and crazy ideas. I, I love I it. Just, honestly, I can't imagine Mr. Crapper having a sense of humor about his name. No, probably like, not. Like he would say, the Crappers are a proud breed. <laughs> Abigail Crapper, I forbid you from marrying John Fallis, you bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, man. as much as I love podcasting, I feel like uh, it's time to go. It, it, we really is, didn't have much to talk about this week. Did wow. We, we no. really. Well. Well, no. there's there's bits and pieces. I think it was I think it was all we right. Covered you know? lot, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. Got, of, a lot of shit. We got we got we got into of... it again. Look, you know, it can't they can't all be be platinum jubilee <laughs> <They> standards. <laughs> we should say that True. at the end of every episode. Look, yeah. they can't all be good. We turned right? up. Yeah, we were here. I've been playing um, right. a lot of uh, Dota re recently. Uh, just uh, just uh, ending on all right, uh, thanks, bye. On a quick, uh, a quick... <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Dota recently, and um, you know, you win some and you lose some. And uh, and a, and a favorite thing now to be said sometimes is like, well, we queued, you know, because like yep, you, you, we you tried, you know, you tried, you tried, you you accomplished yeah. that at least. You got you got you got four other people with you into a queue and that was about the uh the biggest accomplishment yeah, right it's fair anyway thanks for thanks thanks no end it on a positive note yeah. there take it easy everyone yeah Have love one week. another yeah and week. yourselves be excellent to All each right. other and party, party on, on as well Goodbye. dudes yeah. yeah see you later yeah bye, bye. bye.